Hey everybody, this is Lauren Thomas and you are listening to Get Context. Today we're going to talk about what makes God good. A lot of times we equate the goodness of God in human beings according to works, morality, what is done, and how well it's done. It's usually based on a carnal standard. But as it compares to God, it makes us realize how low that standard really is. And I mean that on the basis that we as humans define morality or goodness differently than God does. A number of factors play into our creation of these carnal standards. We're influenced by culture, by background, by community, family, friends, loved ones, and even things like experiences, media, personal interests, and the deepest desires of our hearts. These influences can be good and bad based on who we are and what we want or think we want from life. But what is good and what is the concept behind how we how we determine what good is? Specifically, what makes God so good and what makes us good or not good? So let's define what good really is. Carnally or secularly, good is basically a standard of morality. But for us, it's very limited. In our human form, we are finite beings. We can only think and create as far as our minds will allow us to go. Yet as believers who are spiritual, we begin to tap into a different realm that introduces the concept of God from God's perspective, thus changing our outlook on what good really is. Because after all, God created the world according to Genesis 1-1, which says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Although in our physical state, we've created these standards, which we believe we can attain to achieve this goodness or perfection, we often find that we fall short of it. We find ourselves messing up, not upholding the terms of the standards that we've created for ourselves. So how do you compensate for that when we're more than aware of our limitations, yet we have desires to live up to the standards set by God if we're believers, who is so much greater than ourselves? The truth is, in and of ourselves, we simply cannot. We cannot live up to that. Although we're capable of so much as human beings, we're also limited due to the state that we're in. This moves us to redefine the standards we set as if it makes them more achievable. But today I want to give you a different perspective of what a good God is and how his requirements are not so burdensome. For starters, we learn from the Bible that God's standard is holiness. We learn it everywhere in the Bible, and it's always been from the beginning of time. Talk about a standard that clearly defies what we can fathom or control in our finite state. So how do we become holy? First, let's grab the fact that holiness is not achievable by actions. It's easy to deny the standard of holiness based on what we as finite human beings can calculate logically and scientifically basically with your brain so if we can't use our reasoning to live by this standard what makes God's holiness genuine how can we trust it especially since you can look around and see that most things in this world to our human eye contradicts the standard of holiness that God has set after all didn't he say he created the the earth so how can a good God how can a perfect God who created a world created to be in such a terrible state And how do we determine whether our morality, our values and traditions are more genuine or whether God's holiness and standard of righteousness is more genuine? So get this, we can determine what's good in light of defining good 
as one's ability to uphold a consistent standard. Recall what I said previously that in and of ourselves, the standard that we've created, our standard of good is pretty inconsistent. We're inconsistent people. We're not innately consistent. Holiness is a state of being that does not change. However, lots of biblical passages support the fact that God is this standard of holiness. He is good. He's unchanging and he's infinite. He doesn't come to an end. And as a result, he sets the standard for holiness and defines what that looks like. When we believe in God and trust his sovereignty, we also trust his character, who he says he is. So when you believe that, you trust that holiness is the highest standard of God because God is holy. The goal is no longer to achieve this standard because in and of ourselves, we cannot, as I've mentioned so many times in this podcast episode, but rather to have someone fulfill that standard in our place. Someone who is perfect, someone who is consistent, someone who is unchanging, and someone who is infinite and doesn't come to an end. And that's God himself. So what God does is he sends himself as Jesus to this earth in the form of a man, lives a perfect sinless life in the body of a man with the restrictions of man, but he does so by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he lives 33 and a half years preaching the gospel, healing people, doing ministry on the earth. And once he accomplishes that, he takes on death. He goes to the point of the cross, takes on all the punishment for the sins of the world, including yours, including mine's, including anyone's that will ever exist in this physical realm for the sake of God so that we can be rejoined together with God. Now we are done. We are rejoined with God because of God's decision to raise Christ from the dead because of the power of God that raised Christ and the power of God that overcame sin and death the power of sin and death over the world and as a result we can partake in that we can be partakers so the need to prove ourselves and to show how good we are proves us to be unstable it's really unnecessary and to compare ourselves to God to compare our goodness and God's goodness is really crazy (laughs) in some sense it's foolish And it's important for us to know that in and of ourselves, we have not and will never achieve this standard of holiness. We can't. But Christ has done so on our behalf. We are now partakers in God's goodness through receiving that Christ has accomplished this feat on our behalf. We can now share in this goodness, y'all. We are now joint heirs with Christ. Once you receive that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins and that he is your justification, sitting at the right hand of the Father, pleading on your behalf, then you can share in this holiness too. And in return, this holiness, that is Jesus Christ, once we receive him, he produces morality from the inside out. Y'all, I hope you've gained something from this. I hope this episode has given you clarity and helped you to understand what makes God so good. As always, I would really appreciate your feedback about this show. You never know. I may include you in an upcoming episode. So here's how you can reach me. Call or text my podcast line at 434-253-5684. Visit my website at notyouraveragegirl.org slash connect. 
This podcast is available now on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and is one of many resources that are available to you. You can also read my blog, view my weekly Bible studies, and do so much more on my website. Again, it is notyouraveragegirl.org. As you study God and his word, I pray you'll read by faith, grow in grace, and do it all in context. Thank you for listening in with me, Lauren Thomas. Until next time, bye.